It is Tuesday, the 26th of October, 2021. Today is the day I launch my new Kickstarter. <laughs> so join me for a very anxious episode of the Handsome Genius Club radio show. Hey kids, welcome to the show. My name is Kingdom, Anthony Kingdom James, a.k.a. Anthony Rutgazer. Uh, yeah, it is just after midnight and I am getting uh, final work done on the Kickstarter page, which is more than you would imagine at this point. As much as I've worked on it, there is stuff that, there is stuff that's really uh, last minute getting changed and shuffled and added and subtracted. Um, uh, I've, I added a new tier. I recalculated, uh, the price of a couple of other tiers, adding stuff to, to one of them. I have, uh, I've been working on last minute graphics because I'm getting, uh, I just got both, uh, Eric's and Andy Belanger's covers, uh, in full color from Fred, my colorist, Fred's dressing. Um, so graphics are getting finished to be, you know, to replace the placeholders that have been there. It's all very hectic. And, uh, I've got, uh, 20 hour, 21 and a half hours until it launches. I'm launching at 8 PM Eastern time tonight. It's 12, 18 AM right now. Uh, but I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to go without posting uh, an episode of the podcast because you know i've been light on mondays and thursdays the last few months so i've i'm actually uh this is a slightly hectic day for podcasting too i'm gonna post this as soon as i finish recording it i've got uh on patreon uh this month's edition of the abcs which is my monthly podcast with uh, uh, Brendan Caulfield, a.k.a. indie wrestler Holden Albright. That'll get posted in both audio and video form. And then at 5 p.m. today, I am uh, I'm recording another podcast, um, guesting on, on, uh, on a podcast. Uh, I'll tell you more about that in a day or two. Uh, and then at 8 p.m., uh, launching the Kickstarter for a uh, chance for survival. And if I haven't told you about it, if you've somehow managed to avoid it while listening to this podcast, first issue of an ongoing series, a female sheriff protecting a small town of survivors after a worldwide monster apocalypse. I finally, I got my, uh, I got my elevator pitch down pat this past weekend at uh, Fan Expo Canada, which was great. It was like, I mean, okay. It was Fan Expo Canada, quote unquote, here, here are the finger quotes, limited edition. So uh, it was only three days instead of four. There were a, a, a much more limited number of tickets sold. I don't know if they ever limit tickets in a normal year but i i believe originally it was only going to be 25,000 
tickets sold and then they they had the opportunity to increase that i don't know what the actual attendance will be in the end so it wasn't um it was busy not quite as busy it was a smaller footprint in the building but it was great to see people it was great to have uh all these uh families and fans and 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 friends i saw a bunch of friends come out and enjoy the show. Thank you all for getting vaccinated and coming to the show. I um, I ended up hosting seven sketch battles, four on Saturday and three on Sunday. Uh, and it was it was good. It was good. I'm, I was so tired when I got home Sunday, though. Like just like run two marathons tired um i don't have i don't have my convention legs man so i gotta build up that stamina again it really is a thing you're standing there and you're standing on concrete which um not good for the legs uh or the spine standing there to do commerce for hours and hours and hours a day. Saturday was a 10-hour day. Um, Monday, uh, Friday was... Friday was 7 hours. Saturday was 10 hours. And Sunday was 7 hours. There we go. 7, 10, 7. And, um, yeah. Fantastic. Got to tell some people about the book. Got to sell a bunch of... Uh, my other comic book stuff, got to see a bunch of friends, and uh, got to talk to some people, some aspiring creators, and uh, and a whole lot of pros, and and it was really really good. So thank you to thank you to George Zotti, and thank you to Kevin Boyd, and to the whole uh, to Dan and and Heather and the whole uh, comics team from Fan Expo. Uh, Ended up doing a couple of quick interviews, including one video interview that'll be on Fan Expo's YouTube channel uh, soon, apparently. Just a, you know, quick pop in for a larger video. And uh, it was really good. It was good. And now, sitting here, um, Fred is at his computer in Savannah, Georgia. Doing colors for uh, uh, the uh, the chance for survival covers and uh, and pages. He's gonna have pages for me soon. I hope I'm not I'm not nagging Fred <laughs> like he listens to this. Um, so I'm I'm waiting for the pages now so I can up that that'll be the last thing I need to update on the page from Fred. Anyways. Uh, oh, uh, and Bill McKay. I'm waiting for Bill McKay's cover to come in soon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so ridiculously overjoyed when that comes in because I'll have the artwork for all four covers. So, um, yeah, I am. I'm anxious. I'm not like losing my mind anxious, um, but. These are the kickstarters are nerve wracking. It's especially leading up to it. It really is. Um, 
it really is seeking approval from from the the, the other kids at school, man. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you, we'll we'll find out how well it's going tonight at eight o'clock. Hopefully, I sent out uh, I sent out a, a um, uh, email to my mailing list first time in a long time. So hopefully, that's not getting totally rejected by people. Um, oof. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, so far, I'm looking at my Mailchimp dashboard. Uh, the email went out to 1,118 recipients, 19% open rate so far is 251 opens. Uh, you know, I'd like 30%, get me up to 30%. And, uh, a dozen or so unsubscribed, which is fine. That's fine. That is people who are unsubscribing. Um, uh, I understand it. It's, uh, it's them. Oh man. There's a couple of people who I really do. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Uh, I'm seeing some of the names that unsubscribed today and, uh, <laughs> some of them make a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, anyways. Oh, well, um, Oh, I did that one. Anyways, yeah. So, um, you know, stuff and things. Yeah. Stuff is getting done. Um, what else can I tell you? Uh, what's this article that Tim sent me? Cowboys for Trump founder turns on Trump in conference speech over Capitol riot charges. Okay. So... I mean, here's the story. Uh, Cowboys for Trump founder Coy Griffin, who is facing charges in connection with the U.S. Capitol riot, has turned on the former president in a conference speech for abandoning January 6th rioters and failing to deliver on a campaign promise. Okay. This leads us into a bigger thing, but let's deal with Coy Griffin first. Um, fuck this guy. Uh, he's facing charges for the for the January 6th riot. Good. What his problem is, is that Trump, um, he, he says Trump promised to lock up Hillary Clinton, and he didn't. And that's why he's turned on Trump. Not because he's had a change of heart and seen the light about, uh, equality and people's rights and you know uh the where america is and where it should be no it's because trump didn't do enough fascist bullshit but then on t so so i you know the fuck this guy fuck, fuck him sideways and running um that leads into the fact that uh that there is now proof there is now evidence, there's now testimony anyways, that um, a number of uh, Congress people, that, of, of, of elected officials and their staffs, um, participated in the planning of the January 6th riots. 
and it's it's the kind of names you would expect names like uh like uh what uh, like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and Paul Gozer and um uh what's the guy's name Hawthorne Cawthorne Cawthorne uh I don't want to be reductionist and say the guy in the wheelchair you, you would recognize him a congressman who's in a wheelchair I think he's one of two congress people who are, who are uh in wheelchairs currently sitting in the mm, unfortunate choice of words uh current congress people anyways he's a veteran so you know <laughs> Any discussion of that guy for me has zero to do with his, uh, his physical injuries and everything to do with the fact that he is a complete nut bar. He is a fucking QAnon psycho. Um, and. <sighs> It, it that that's that's the problem is you know talking about the coy mitchell guy he these are people who are unaffected by facts who are unaffected by um by the truth the 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 the, the realities of of what they're supposed to be doing in congress they they're getting elected the in in almost the same manner that a uh, homecoming a homecoming queen would get elected it's a popularity contest it's 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 a team sport you know you're voting for a donkey or or an elephant and you don't care who's riding either animal the fact that marjorie taylor green could win re-election that lauren bobert could win re-election when neither of them, if brains were dynamite, neither of them could blow their noses. And they're not doing anything for their constituents. They're spending all their time uh, working in opposition to, to the Democrats, regardless of the benefits of any legislation that, that the Democrats are proposing. The Republicans at this point have no platform except opposition. Right, Chloe? Chloe is here. I'm scratching Chloe because she's getting a little antsy. And then she just flopped down on the floor out of reach. Okay. I'll wait until you come back and put a claw in my thigh like you did earlier tonight. Uh, any <laughs> um, yeah, American politics is not that Canadian politics is better. Uh, well, it is, but not much. But American politics is a fucking mess and a joke and a disaster area and a toxic dump. And um, just about anything else you want to call it. Anyways, what else is going on today? Um, oh, yeah. Dave Chappelle. Uh, I... I mentioned on Twitter that after Dave Chappelle's last special, I was done with Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle openly called himself a turf, a trans-exclusionary, a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. 
He said he was team turf. That's all I needed to hear. I'm done. Um, doesn't matter what else he says. When he says he's team turf, he says that he has, uh, he has a rationale for, um, for bigotry that he's going to, he's going to, uh, uh, work to oppress a, a minority. And I don't know if he understands the irony of that. I don't know if he really does. He just decided. And maybe he's, maybe he's got a problem with something that he doesn't want to tell us. But <laughs> maybe he's a little too close to something. But, eh, go live your life, pal. I, I'm not going to be part of it anymore. Um, he said yesterday that he'd be willing to, uh, he'd be willing to meet and talk with the uh, transgender employees of Netflix who were suspended or and walked out in protest to his uh, special. But he also said, I said what I said. <laughs> the quote is, I said what I said, and boy, I heard what you said. <sighs> so, you know, for a guy who is, this is, <sighs> I liken this to the Minister Louis Farrakhan. If you've ever seen, and you can go on YouTube and find this, the Minister Louis Farrakhan of the Nation of Islam, years ago, uh, in the 80s, went on the Phil Donahue show. And as he always was, he was very well-spoken, and he had many very intelligent points to make. And then he veered off into... um some racist shit that I just, I just can't go along with. And I'm not going to cherry pick uh, what he says and support the minister Louis Farrakhan. No, I might go back and take some of his uh, lucid talking points and mention them. Uh, if I can find a way to back them up without having to cite the minister Louis Farrakhan, if I can find other people who aren't lunatics <laughs> to back up those points or those opinions, but I can't support, and I never could support the minister Louis Farrakhan himself because there's, there's racism, uh, as a tentpole in his uplift attempts to uplift uh, the black community. There doesn't have to be racism. There doesn't have to be uh, active, proactive racism in, in your, uh, in your platform. And with Chappelle, there doesn't have to be, uh, a transphobic, a streak of transphobic bigotry. 
in in what he's saying. But there is. And I I can't I can't support him. That brings me to something else that happened this weekend, and this might be the thing I close the show with today. Um so a few months ago, there was, a, or there is, there, let's, let's, let's start again. There is a black female comic book creator named um, Melissa White. And about three months ago, she went on Twitter. She took to Twitter to tell the story of her interaction with a, a white writer, comic book writer, named Frank Gogol, G-O-G-O-L. Um, and I think we may have discussed this on the show uh, a few months ago, you know, at the time this happened. She, at New York City Comic Con in, I believe, 2007, I believe she wrote in the tweets that it was 2008, and Gogol was, it's Gogol who said, no, this happened in 2007. So, you know, he's admitting it happened Um, in a strange way. They were at a, they were, she was at a dinner with some people. He showed up. He was drinking. One of her friends said, God damn, Melissa, you look hot. Gogol interjected with, I don't know why anybody thinks that black people are attractive. Already. What the fuck? Uh, Melissa says that he then made a joke about what black people look like that she wouldn't, she refused to repeat. I'm not going to give it air, she said. I think you can figure out what he said. She says she stood up and she was about to curse him out and she was stopped by the idea that he might be, uh, a big name in comics. She was told he was a big name in comics and that as a a fledgling writer, she might be sinking her career by confronting him. And she left the next day. One of his friends approached her and said, I'm sorry about last night. Frank gets racist when he drinks. Then Frank shouldn't fucking drink. Okay. Now, over the weekend, during Baltimore Comic-Con, which I do not believe Frank Gogol attended, um, he released a statement through Twitter saying that he was suing Melissa White for defamation of character. He should sue her for definition of character. This motherfucker, this feckless bitch is going to sue this girl because woman you know what that's on me (laughs) i'm sorry i'm so much older than most of these people i'm talking about that i still say girl and boy sometimes you know but i'm gonna give her the respect to say he's going to sue this woman for having the courage to uh to push fear and anxiety aside and tell the truth about the, uh, about the incident she had with this guy. 
And his response isn't to say, I'm sorry, I should tr- I'm going to try and be a better man. His response is, fuck you, I'm going to sue you into the Stone Ages. Frank Gogol can fuck himself. And any company, regardless of who I might know and be friendly with at that company, mm-hmm, any company that works with him can also go fuck themselves. I pitched. I, I, I tried to pitch to, well, we, I, it, you know, it was like a pre-engagement. I pitched the idea of pitching to a company that Google is working for now. That company on Twitter liked the tweet where he announced the lawsuit and has not made any, to, to my knowledge at this point, I should check while I'm talking, has not made any other statement about the announcement of the lawsuit. That is, to me, the company officially supporting the lawsuit. So you're going to support the racist acts of this guy as opposed to be decent people and defend this woman and uh, admonish Frank Gogol's behavior. Fuck you, then. I'm glad I didn't get to pitch. I'm glad. I'm glad we didn't make anything official. I'm glad I didn't make an effort to pitch to you because what this is telling me is that when shit happens and with the race, with, with, with racist bullshit like this, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen because that kind of motherfucker can't keep his mouth shut. He, he, he is exercising what he perceives as his power over this woman as a as a black person. He this is white privilege, kids. I can say what I want and nothing will happen. There's no such thing as cancel culture. There's no such thing as cancel culture. There's consequences culture and it doesn't go far enough. When a company is going to sit back and allow this man to do this to this woman and endorse it there's no cancel culture he's going to pivot into let the i hope that maybe this company is trying to pivot into the comics gate world who were quick to come and defend gogol yet yeah, come with us come with us we 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 don't believe in we don't believe in women doing comics and we don't believe in black people doing comics comics is for white men so comics gate got right on frank ogle's side if comics gate starts defending me i i immediately start thinking i'm on the wrong side of whatever i'm saying but if this company if this publishing house wants to uh wants to fucking put their money behind him by all means go ahead Stay the fuck away from me. Don't bother saying hello to me at a convention. Don't bother trying to shake my hand. We'll never do business. And I hope any of my friends, whether they're creators of color or not, abandon you. Unless you do something, it's speak up or fuck off. So, that's my rant for today. Anyways, all right. Uh, it's quarter to one.
at 8 p.m. tonight, we launch the Kickstarter Chance for Survival. So um, kickstartthiscomic.com is the URL. Kickstartthiscomic, all one word, dot com. Come, throw some money on the pile. Um, who knows, I might even get on Twitch. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, um, and man, let's have some fun tonight. Uh, it's going to be a long month. Anyways, um, kids, please, for the love of God, take care of one another. I say that because, you know, look at, look at what I was just talking about. We have to take care of one another. We have to be, we have to be together. We have to be a community. The Frank Gogles of the world are, uh, are the monster apocalypse coming to destroy us. Let's be like Chance Beckett and let's pull out a couple of, <laughs> well, no, let's not be exactly like Chance Beckett because she'd just shoot them and I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to promote violence in the real world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I absolutely do not promote violence in the real world. Beyond a good slap, an open-handed slap. I'm all in favor of uh, of the open-handed slap when people are getting out of control. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, take care of one another. Find some good trouble to get into. And I will talk to you again soon. Your Uncle Kingdom loves you, kids. Bye.